You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, it's Top Gun Maverick. You gotta say Maverick. Hey. Don't you dare leave uh, that out. Whatever. He's it's fought like so hard to get that in. Top Guns 2. Top Gun 2. TG2. I'm, I'm just gonna start calling it that, I think. Top Gun 2. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, you know, you've already seen it, because it's going crazy at the box office. Yeah. Uh, broke the record for uh, Memorial Day weekend. I didn't see that. Yeah, which wow. was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. whichever. I don't remember. I think rem- it was the second I, one. I don't remember, I remember which, one. which one. Yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, wow. yeah, it was Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, and so the, the cool thing is, it's weird because uh, every time someone goes to a movie now, yeah, you know, there's like <clears throat> 10, 20 articles about how <laughs> theaters are back or right. what does this mean for theaters or what right. doesn't it mean for theaters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's awesome that it broke the record. And oddly enough, I think it was helped by the fact that people haven't been going to movies. Yeah. Because this comes out and there just are enough people who are going. Yeah. Now this is the one. Let's go. Right. This and is it. <laughs> and uh, so now we're going. We yeah. haven't been. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this the other day, uh, too, but you know, this just has a different demographic, right? There's right. one demographic who's already been to like three Marvel movies or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And so they're, uh, out there because, uh, as, as much as we say this and as much as people refuse to think of things this way, yeah. even though they are people themselves, you know, at the best of times, people don't go to like, that's right. 30 movies right. a year, right? You don't go to a movie like every single week. Yeah, the high end on that is like five or six. I mean, on average, yeah. It's, I mean, that's a it's week. Like, right. You know, I mean, that, yeah. So, so, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, it's like the perfect storm of yeah. things. And so next week, as I've been saying, you know, we've got our week off. Yep. And then the week after that is Jurassic World Park, whatever, Doom new adventures, thing. something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, which I swear to God, we even saw a commercial, uh, a trailer, yeah, for that uh, in front of Top Gun, yeah, and uh, you can't stop seeing Jurassic World, right? Uh, there's trailers everywhere. Uh, they are. It's almost like reliving my youth in a way, uh, because uh, you just don't see that many things, yeah. Where uh, where it, it takes over everything and they decide to have like a tie-in with like everything you know, you know all the fast food Burgers restaurants and, and there's a happy meal toy or whatever yeah and Jurassic World man they yeah, are they're pushing they are sparing no expense on <laughs> I don't even know what they have but you know you got like some dinosaur flavored Doritos yeah. or whatever the hell I mean it's right. like everywhere it's everything. Yeah. everything has a Jurassic World something so they are. Uh, pissed at Top Gun right now. Right. Sure. <laughs> for stealing some of their money. But you are, uh, like I said, Top Gun just has a wider variety of demographics who mm-hmm. are going to demand to see it in theaters. Right. And, uh, and then we're going to have our break so you can go see it when you didn't get to see it or yep. you can go see it again or whatever. And uh, then Jurassic World, and then right away the next week is uh, Lightyear, right? And and that's about as good as that gets, right? Right. Everyone wants to see that. Um, before we jump into Top Gun, uh, I I did want to talk a little bit about just a couple of things because it's it's a big big streaming. Boy, you world a, this week you had a tone to you that sometimes uh, is when we get mailbag <laughs> and i was like uh-oh someone's lighting us up no yeah we got some email about how i love that everyone hates us no yeah. uh this week Streaming. is yeah. uh obi-wan yep uh came out with a couple episodes and stranger things mm-hmm. uh is out and they dropped um it was the whole season right 
Oh, it, no, half the season. So, yeah, it's like the season is split right. into two. It's really two seasons. Yeah. And they, like, refuse <laughs> to say it, right? <laughs> right. Um, and, and I'm not sure what that's about exactly or why that suddenly is a thing. But, uh, you know, season one, season two, season three, they only have so many episodes anyway, right? And yeah. uh, and I don't know what the exact count is, but... Uh, but this is not a show that had, you know, 30, 40 episodes a season anyway. Yeah, it's, right. It's like a little, uh, you know, whatever, like 10 or something. I don't know. Um, but so it's, I think it's eight. I think it's the it, first it's eight. eight episodes. Yeah. And then it is, <laughs> you know, it's season four, part one. It's, right. it's, so season four, part two is a separate thing, which... You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what that's about ex- other than to say, uh, and I am going to actually talk about these like hmm. a little bit anyway, but uh, part, part of the thing might be that, you know, the eighth episode ends with uh, spoiler alert starting. <laughs> yeah. right. right. So that's weird. I'm looking real quick. I I don't remember it that way. I remember the first one. So season one has eight episodes. Season two has nine. Season three has eight. Right. Right. That's. I just figured it was. I mean, I know it wasn't like a regular like a, a season of Seinfeld. It like, like it was twenty eight right, episodes. Right. No, I knew right. that. No. But, <clears throat> uh, so huh. so yeah, it is. I think. Who knows. You know, the marketing department decided sure. that that Let's makes sense or whatever. Who, who knows what algorithm we're feeding yeah. stuff into. But, uh, but yeah, it's there's no reason for it not to be a season. Mm-hmm. Just call it its own season because that's how long the seasons are. Not only that, but these episodes are longer. So Right. That's true, too. So it's actually more, it's more than, right. than I anything about that. else that we call the season. Yeah. Uh, and it is weird, too, because the episodes are... Uh, you know they're they're not the same either, right? Mm-hmm. Like one's an hour and five minutes, maybe one's an hour and twenty minutes, yeah. And the next one's an hour and eight, eight minutes yeah, again, right. or whatever. It's like it's completely random. Um, anyway, uh, but you know, so the thing with the uh, it's it's a very weird season, I think. Did you go through it all yet? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing that is weird about it, and I'm sure you know most super fans have already watched it all anyway yeah. because you know it comes out all at once they, they call to. they call into work <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah right Look, sorry man. To, right uh but it's a weird season because uh there are a lot of things that i really hate about it uh, so i mm. really like the first season right yeah. and the second and third seasons you know were decent enough but i was like meh i mean fine right you know and and they do a lot of goofy things in this show that I don't love. Right. And and they always had, but it was different with the first season, you know? I mean, I don't know. It just seemed different anyway. Yeah. And in this one, man, I swear, there's so much stuff in this season of this show. And, you know, now we're we're all in high school and everything. Right. And everybody's kind of older. They don't all live together. They come visit for like break right. so that we get get them back together and whatever. Yeah. And and so it's it's weird. We're you know diving into these people's lives, but but basically we go to high school and it's it's just the saddest, most tired mm-hmm. version of <laughs> here's some crap I want to say happens in high school. Right. It's like oh my! It's like if you. You know, if if you actually lived through the '80s right. and watched the high school movies of the '80s, right. this is really like something that's written by somebody who didn't actually go to high school, just watched those, <laughs> those movies, right? <laughs> They're like homeschooled. You sold them. Now I can't wait. I need to see this, even and if it's, it's bad. Just, it's it's really goofy. That's and, really weird. Uh, that's really and, funny. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about the dialogue that's just really odd too. Yeah. And especially the further you get into things and people are all having these, you know, everyone's got to be like kind of wise beyond their years. Always. Sure. Um, yeah. and and you know, they've been through some things, so sure. you know, they could have They're a bit a different perspective on things. But you know, like the one kid, there was this one that like really stood out to me. The one kid like Dustin, I think, yeah, uh, 
who really is like, you know, fully the goofballiest of yeah. this goofball crew. Totally. I mean, they are. Yeah. And and so they they get involved in in D and D in high school yeah. because they meet this guy who's like a senior, and he's like king of the dorks in high school right. or something, and they glom onto him so that they can play D and D or whatever. Yeah. But then the one kid actually makes the basketball team, so now he has to pretend that he doesn't know them and stuff. Sure. Because, you know, it's all very original ideas. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, right. But, but there's this one part. Uh, so anyway, Dustin is always like got this thing, you know, running through like more than three seasons now where like, you know, no one listens to him. Right. And he's yeah. and and he's kind of a <laughs> he's kind of a doofus. Right. Right. He's not uh, he's not one of the people in high school who's a doofus because like he's the captain of the math team and he's the smartest person who ever existed. Right. Right. He's right. a doofus because he's kind of a doofus. And right. Play, and you know, he's a fine guy. Right? Sure. Yeah. But there's this part in the movie, like he's got to go on and on about everything. And oh, well, in the show, in, in the fourth season where all of a sudden he like starts rattling off this stuff about his theories about what's going on. And he's like, I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't feel right. It's too prosaic. It's this and that and whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Who right. is writing the lines for these people yeah. who have never met these people or right. anyone like them? Like Dustin is about mm-hmm. to go, hmm, this like he's dropped out of like Arthur Conan Doyle or right. something. Like yeah. he's like, hmm, let me think about the facts that, at hand. Something's and, afoot, my no, friends. Let me tell you. Yeah. This is a little too <laughs> prosaic now. Yeah, right. Really? Right. <laughs> like right. who are you talking to? I don't know. It's a little goofy. But the thing that's weird about this uh season <laughs> is uh is that like the overall story of it really just uh connecting to 11 right yeah so i mean when you're in the pitch meeting right and mm-hmm. they're going prove you have an idea for a four season or something i really like the story of that yeah. that part of the story and how we're making everything come together and yeah. we're revealing more about <laughs> the past and stuff i actually really like that and the thing that i hate about it is that uh you know the last episode ends with uh you know, really, that should have been like the end of maybe episode three. And oh, then we could just have eight right. episodes. I see. But the whole thing really is like we have eight episodes Let's of idea. Yeah. But I know how we could get more money or, we, you know, whatever. Sure. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> we're just like, you know, kind of dragging it on. But when it ends at the at the end of that episode, it's like, oh. Right. I mean, okay, let's Could've. go now, let's do, right? right? And right. <laughs> instead of we've just been kind of trudging through all these episodes just so that, you know, all the bullies can get their yeah. time on screen right. and, you know, right. whatever. I don't know. So uh, it's good, and I think fans are going to like it and everything, but uh, it just it could have been better. really been leaves a little <clears throat> to be desired. Yeah. But the overall story, I thought, was was pretty cool. Uh, so then, uh, so, you know, go watch that like you haven't already. Obi-Wan, and uh, we were talking about this. You yeah. wa- you watched the episodes of Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, I, I just found it really kind of disappointing. I mean, I just wanted more out of it, and it's fun, and I love Ewan McGregor in general, yeah. and I even like him as Obi-Wan, even yeah. though... You cannot convince me that it makes the slightest bit of sense that he looks like that and Alec Guinness looks like he looks like eight years later or ten oh, years later or whatever it is. It's those are like, some hard winters in the desert. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the final episode of Obi-Wan is going to be where he trips into this aging machine <laughs> this and then now it all makes dust. sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> we pulled that together. <laughs> Uh, but I like seeing him. I like a lot of the stuff with him. I hate the fact there's only a couple episodes that are out at this point. Yeah. I just hate the fact that so much of what we have to this point is not doing a whole lot 
and just demands that young Princess Leia be so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like we, I can't get from A to B. I can't figure out how to do that without. Well, she's just really stupid, and I'm like, eh, and, and why I, does it, I don't want? I don't need that. And why does it matter so much? Why devote? So we got six episodes of of Obi Wan, and a full episode was devoted to basically what is the equivalent of like rewatching the A team in the third season and just seeing who the bad guy of the week is. Right. Like nothing's happening. They're spinning their wheels and you're like, okay, I mean, we had to air something, but when you're one sixth of telling a story eats up all this time, just running around like you're a side mission in a PlayStation game. Yeah. You know, you've got to protect the princess. People are after her, but she won't catch you. All right. I mean, again, I get we talked about this and it's funny. This came up in a conversation with another friend who is very apologetic for it. Uh, But he's a he's he's probably the most sincere guy I know and loves effort. And I'm like, I love effort. You got to have effort. But I also like results. And if your effort yields no results, (laughs) I'm telling you, your effort was wasted. So he was saying things like, um, you know, he couldn't use the force because we were, we, you and I were talking like, look, I don't care what you're doing. You're running from me. I'm just going to grab you with the force and bring you close and say, shut up. Right. Like now we're done. Move on to the next scene. Like, let's do something bigger. And his, his argument was, no, you got to watch it again. Well, I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, but he was like, no, you, you can't use the force. Everyone else is looking for you. And I'm like, that's not how the force works. Like that's a meme. But remember in all the Star Wars films where like no one had to do anything. But you're like, oh, I sense my presence of my old man. Like, if you're force powerful, right. you don't have to use nothing. You're just emanating it. Like, R- it's just emitting right. from you like heat. And if you know that, then just use the force on the kid and grab her. And if the other force people are after you, right. they know where you they are. They know where you are anyway. Right. So you might as well use and, the force. And, and the thing is, you too, know, like, just, there is a certain extent to where that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. When they first get there... He's not just going to like land on the planet and right. start, start flinging people around, around right. right? Turning it upside down. But then, you know, before too long, like, yeah. I mean, we're in it, right? right. They're going to kill you either way. They're right. looking for you either way. They have your picture. You're, mm-hmm. You've broken into the place, uh, whatever. Like, you're not saving anything now by right. not using it. Right. You're just not using it like for fun for the story now because we're <laughs> right, watching right, right and that's not that's not okay and it's uh and it just keeps going too uh, because you know it's like there's a point where you would go nah come on just use the force and, and he doesn't right and then it's like well okay whatever but then it just keeps going right. on and on and, and on they, and he just keeps not doing yeah. it not doing it. it just keeps making less and less sense yeah and and, and you know fine we're doing this it's it's so dramatic right and then, right and then it's so video gamey. It is at a point, very, right? I mean, then she falls, and yeah. you know, she happens to cling on to the thing, and yeah. you know, there's so many parts of the story where you know, there's a certain kind of story that I really don't like, or a certain way of telling a story that I really don't like, where you watch the story, and it's the story of these thousand things just went right in like a one in a million chance. Right. And so whew, we got right. the good result. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, who's that a story right. of? That's that's like a story of Loki right. <laughs> running yeah. the universe. That's right. not a story of these people. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I think, well, before, before I say that, part of me was joking and just saying the little girl acting is she's fine. You know, it's not easy to get kid actors to do the best work and she's, she's doing a good job there. But I just wish instead of casting someone who looked like that kid or could read the lines like that kid that just moved more like Usain Bolt because that's who he's after. Like he's got to have somebody who isn't evading like five adults three inches away from their grasp at all times. And I, I just don't like that chase scene. I have done a million times with like godsons and nephews and, and nieces and things, but I'm like, oops, I almost got you. <laughs> right, right. I could have got you anytime I wanted <laughs> if I'd just gotten up. 
So yeah, and but and, and you know that's the same thing as like I said about high school, right? right. Like this this is a weird story <laughs> yeah. to begin with, but this is a story written by someone who's never actually been with a ten year old, right, or whatever, right? right. I mean. Maybe she's supposed to be 11. I don't know the yeah, exact thing. But there. she's like 10 or 11 or, or whatever. And I'm like, she's not five. Right. Like, they are different. Yeah. And she's had a certain upbringing. Right. Right? Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, Princesses it's, don't it's run. A, it's a little, you know, it's a little it, it corny almost. So right? I, I will say this. It, it's, it's also disappointing that we're a third of the way through what I was excited to see. And that is because of Ewan McGregor. Guys, that guy's a class act. I love watching him and stuff. I don't know that I've ever seen him in a bad thing, to be honest. I've seen bad things, but Ewan McGregor was the brightest star in that bad thing. Right. I'm excited to see him back in this. I really hope they do something interesting. And I would like to see them have had more initiative for the limited run that they've got. Like, they've only got six hours. Or, I don't know, maybe in the last episode's two hours. Right, right, right. But if you have six hours, don't waste 45 minutes on this. Unless, for some strange reason, you guys have the best rope-a-dope in your narrative, <laughs> and you're going to fool me with something there. Because this, it, it's sprinkled the, the, with... The last episode, we're going to flash back to how none of that was right. actually what was happening. Right. That, that's, that's the one. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's good ideas, and there's some interesting moments sprinkled in a lot of uninitiated just idling. Yeah. You know, and I and I said to you, I actually think they're trying really hard to make the female inquisitor a thing and I don't think she's right. I don't think she's acting right with everybody else. I actually don't kind of feel I excuse me. I feel that she's sort of in a different production than everybody else around her, you know, at right. times and I think that's a dangerous thing for any TV or movie. It, most people if they're creative enough, they're like, "Look, here's your we hired you to do this job, just do it." But just be in the same movie we're in. Right. You know, and I don't know where she's really at in in some of these things. Yeah, but, it, a lot of it feels weird like that. But it's it's it was you know it my saying that it's sort of uninspired and idling. Like you spend maybe fifteen minutes over the course of forty watching Obi Wan steal some fish, meditate, drive home. Right. You know, and I and I get that, and that's actually sort of effective. Like it's doing a thing that I believe, but I also don't believe anything in the second episode so it was just lost <laughs> so anyway i mean i'm 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 feeling less hopeful for something as interesting and like i've told you and i've told a couple other friends it, not everything has to be like the dark knight i don't need blood and guts and high murder it can be slapsticky easy less serious but just be consistent or at least have the opportunity especially that star wars has had and squandered with jj abrams stuff where i don't know how many times you're going to get you and McGregor to come back and put the robe on. So do it right. What's right, the best right. story in the room? Not the one. Not the one that's finished. You know that the ink is dried on. But give me the best, and let's do that first. Right. That's not what they're doing. All right. Uh, and then uh, finally, I just want to throw out again: if you haven't watched or aren't watching Barry on HBO mm. Max, uh, get into it. I got to get into this now. All right. It's uh, it's the third season. Man, I don't, I'm not even I think absolutely it's the, sure. I think it's the third, but I'm not even absolutely sure. But it's um, it's on about the maybe like sixth episode yeah. of whichever season it is. Right. I can't think if it's like three or four now. But um, but that show is so weirdly getting like better all the time. Fourth season, yeah, fourth. Uh, where I mean, you just don't see that happen, and yeah. it's uh, it's so like weirdly has uh, various moments, and uh, and like mm -hmm. a couple of episodes ago, yeah, there's uh, there's an episode that uh, Bill Hader directed, and it is just the weirdest episode of television <laughs> yeah like ever where they're wow. uh he's chasing around this taekwondo guy and it's yeah. the there's a, the little kid is it, right. it's so weird and huh. crazy and uh it it's freakishly like almost random sometimes yeah and then you get to like this latest episode 
uh, he's, you know, he's kind of on the outs with his girlfriend and he comes back and she's, you know, had a really bad day for various reasons, which are kind of funny because it's all about, uh, streaming services and how all their decisions are completely made by algorithm and none of the people who work there even matter. They're like, yeah, I thought it was good too. I wanted to keep it, but man, the algorithm, right. right? And, uh, and it says, it says no. And so she's having a bad day and he's trying to get back together with her. And I don't want to, you know, spoil things and say what's going on. But then the conversation that he has is like so perfect for his character and then like her reaction and, and and he's like, what? Like he says all this stuff to her, right? Yeah. And and he's just oblivious right. to how it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Right. To non sociopaths right. or whatever. Right. And she's and she reacts and he and, and he's like he has no clue yeah. like what her, what her what, problem what's your issue. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, so check that out if you haven't already. All right, uh, Top Gun Maverick. So uh, as everyone knows, I'm sure, right, uh, this is uh, Tom Cruise back in action, whatever. Right. Um, And the really short version is uh, he's at this point like a test pilot. You've seen in the trailers like several times this one scene where the guy's like, hey, you know, you've done all this stuff and – but here you are, still a captain. You should be like a <laughs> admiral all by now, and yada yada. Right. And uh, Tom Cruise is like, "This is where I belong," or you know, yeah. whatever. Right. And, and basically, what happens is he kind of gets roped into uh, going back to Top Gun, not to teach Top Gun <laughs> right. exactly, yeah, but to teach uh, Top Gun people who've already graduated from Top Gun. Uh, to fly this one exact specific mission, which is virtually impossible to do, uh, but incorporates elements that he has actually done in like real world experience because, you know, he's he to man and he's the whatever. Right. He's the best uh, there's ever been or whatever. Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, at some point it's almost like they came up with some extra things just to say Tom Cruise is cool or something. It's like there's little additional notes (laughs) in the script. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, and so that's the thing. And really, he only kind of gets it because because Iceman is uh, commander of the Pacific Fleet and... You know, you, keeps him coming. You do what he says. That's right. right. I mean, he's, he, the boss. He's, he's the biggest there is. Uh, so, so that's the thing. So we get all these younger, you know, people, and then uh, lo and behold, Miles Teller is Goose's kid. Yeah, uh, and he is also uh, he's one of the people, right? right. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, he has to be mad at. Uh, Tom Cruise for a variety of reasons, right? It's <laughs> right. not even just enough that you killed his dad. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that he did. We've decided it's not his fault and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not enough to just have that hanging over your right. relationship, right? Uh, he also, uh, Tom Cruise, like, basically kind of screwed him out of his career to a certain extent. Slowed it for down a while. A lot. Yeah. yeah, like slowed it slowed it down yeah. or whatever. And so he's pissed about that and whatever. Hilarity ensues yeah. and lots of right. lots of flying. Yeah. So now this one is uh slightly weird for me um because uh I I find there to be like a lot of positives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also in a very, and plus it's like kind of fun. Like there's undeniable certain amount of fun of just the planes flying and doing crazy stuff. Right. Um, so I, I do feel like there are a lot of positives to, to the movie, but at the same time for me anyway, uh, there are negatives like galore, depending on the extent to which you want to look for the negatives as opposed to just not caring about any negatives, you know, and just having your popcorn and watching planes fly. Yeah. 
Um, but also the positives that there are for me are really, you know, among the more boring kind of positives. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I know what you mean. So I gave the movie a seven and yeah. I feel like it is ultimately Ooh. pretty lucky to get it, even though I, I wouldn't recommend people away from it or anything. I yeah. wouldn't say, Oh no, don't go see that. You'll hate it or whatever. Like, you know, it's ultimately pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's just that you, you know, for me, you really have to go into it with like a very specific mindset or you have to be a really just fever dream fan yeah, right. of Top Gun right. and then nothing will matter. Right. right. As long as this stuff Matt happens. back and he's flying and you know, right. that's all. As long need. as we have right. our outline and we check off all the boxes and everyone's pissed at him and we, yeah. you know, play <clears throat> volleyball, even though right. now it's football and, right. Uh, and we get to see lots of planes fly and they do stupid things that planes can't do mm-hmm. because Maverick's the best and <laughs> yada yada, right? Then, you know, you've checked off all the boxes and it's fantastic. And right. then, right. you know, and then you're good to go. But if you can't go into it with exactly that mindset, then, yeah. you know, it's right. it's still fine. I mean, it still was like, fun it's not like i was walk i'm walking away from this right. movie you know kicking rocks or did you, whatever did you bum right. your wife out when you told her all this no i didn't tell her that. you didn't because <laughs> it's funny when we were walking in i you know i know how much of a i know how much of a top gun fan she has been and i know how excited to see this she has been and when i told you when i asked her i was like so you're up for this right she goes i'm gonna love this <laughs> right and it wasn't anything. It was just as much as Tom Cruise's will right. was being imposed on us, she was going to impose right. her will and say nothing. It was just like, unless this. it was completely crap. Unless it really And halfway through, it turned into a cartoon. Right. Or something. Maverick became a secret agent for right, right. Russia. Or, some, right. you know. Like, unless it just was not actually a Top Gun movie. Right. She was going to like she it. She was going to like it. So um, somewhere in the margin, <laughs> somewhere in the details... I or I guess you could just say I'm a little bit more flexible with this. I liked it more than you, but only a little. I gave it a seven and a half, and I had a lot of the same ideas that that you have. I'm sure we probably will wind up having a podcast that will show we feel pretty much the same about all the same scenes. You know, right. I thought that it does a lot of fun things. It is in some ways exactly the summer film that. I and people have obviously wanted because the box right, office right. is doing this thing. But summer films aren't, aren't always Oscar films because of the faults that they have. And they don't care that they have those faults because shove that popcorn in your face, sit back and just let us make loud things happen at a fast pace. And you're going to remember the feeling you had rather than paying attention to the story. Right. And that's where we're at. We're here. You know, there's there's an awful lot of fun stuff that that they did right. There were a few surprising things that they managed to pull off well. There's a bunch of things that I think they still needed to explain, even if they did it stupidly. But to ignore it overwhelmingly was just a big mistake. It, It doesn't handle the nostalgia of itself effectively the first time it tries. But as the film progresses, I thought whenever there was a moment to be nostalgic of itself, it actually improved it 100% every single time. And, you know, as we get into the specifics of things, the easiest one for me to just throw out is, you know, everybody's at the bar. It's funny, if I don't tell you which movie, it's the same it's the same event. Like right, every, all, the, all the, the new fighter pilots, scene. all yeah. the new fighter pilots are at this local bar and you get a quick commiseration of things and you get to see characters and events play out. Some people are hitting on people and then suddenly there's a sing-along. Okay, I mean, which one am I talking about, right? That's both of them. Here in the second film, there's a moment where somebody goes over and obviously presses some numbers on a jukebox and everybody in the everybody in the theater is like, oh, here we go. You lost that love and feeling. Right. But it's not you lost that love and feeling, which is a, a very clever way to... Signal nostalgia, give the fans what they wink, wink, nodded, and then move forward. And I like that idea. I think I think sometimes it doesn't always play as well, but I'll be damned if I didn't have a good time. And I'm also one of these guys that 
usually has to put this disclaimer out when we see a Fast and the Furious film, which is, I'm not a car guy. I'm not a jet guy. I'm right. not a plane guy. Right. Uh, my grandfather was. He loved taking his lunch at the airport. He liked just watching planes take off and land. I, I thought, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's impossible. I am a Tom Cruise guy. You know, I seem to like Tom Cruise in, in most everything that he's done. And I find here he's really working the Tom Cruise of Tom Cruise, right. you know, and it and it pays off even when you get really goofy things like the supporting cast screams. He's the fastest man alive. Yeah. OK, that's the film we're in. So right. if anything, before I, you know, before we start jumping in and going back and forth, I'll say this. If the mantra of the first film is the need for speed, which is what gets them to Top Gun, which gets them, you know, around each other, which actually causes all the life problems in Pete Mitchell's life. They say it a bunch of times in this film, and it actually is both a positive and a negative. You know, he says over and over again, don't think, just do it. Right. And that's the thing. That's the best part of this film and the worst part of this film all in one bow, because it's exactly what they do. Sometimes right. they don't think about it. Just do it. Show the audience something that revs and moves and explodes and there's anger or there's tension. Not for the reasons why there would be or how to resolve any of them. Right. Just, just do it. Right. And that's where we are. Yeah. So I think, too, one of one of the big problems for me and, uh, you know, you have to. This is how we go. Right. Like seven, right. seven and a half <laughs> is not bad not at all right it's and yet really good. what we're mostly going to talk about is probably <laughs> how bad the movie uh -huh. is right um you know like overall it's fun it's got the action it's got jennifer Connolly, so that we can yep. every once in a while bounce back and forth right. to having like something of a serious moment yeah something of uh you know is there a person inside him somewhere yeah uh, other than you know just a fighter pilot or whatever and, uh, you know, he's got to have his, uh, you know, he doesn't believe he can really do it. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he's conflicted because he's supposed to teach them and he's not really a teacher. And all he can do is be him. And he's yeah. like, you know what I do? I wasn't taught in the first place. Right. So how am I going to teach yeah. it to somebody else? Like, yeah. You know, when he goes in, there's so much of this movie that I feel like just could have been so much more, right? He yeah. goes in early on and he takes like the handbook yeah. and he throws it in the trash, right? Right. And in the in this movie's hands, it's such a meaningless gesture because by the time we really get around to what he's actually saying by doing that, it's like way later in the movie, mm -hmm. they don't, and it's on you to make sense of it, right? Yeah. The movie doesn't hand it to you doesn't give you anything yeah. that really does it it's it, you know you have to like do so much work to make the movie better than it is in your mind <laughs> so that it's a, but you know he's uh he's struggling with having to be a teacher because he doesn't exactly want to do it in the first place um but like i said it's because you know as far as he's concerned what makes him the best is just the himness of it, yeah, right. Not right, the, right. not all the teaching he got, <laughs> yeah, it, or whatever. So now, a he's got to figure out what it means to teach that, and b he's about to send all these young kids on a suicide mission, and the theory is going to be I taught them, and now if I'd have mm -hmm. done a better job, maybe right. they'd have lived. And right. he's like, "What? I right. didn't sign up for that." And so there's all this stuff, but the movie barely gives you any of yeah. that and when it does it just has him say it right and it's really a boring way of trying to get things out because i have to show something driving really fast as soon as i can yeah. you know so um but there is like all this you know fairly good stuff but my problem really with the movie is that it's so many different movies right like it's a very mm -hmm. serious movie about the Navy pilots, war-ish anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not exactly at war, but we're all going to go die in right. our jet fighters. And, uh, you know, his relationship with Jennifer Conley. Can he have relationships with any people ever? Right. You know, and his, he's got his relationship with Miles Teller. There's all this like very like serious stuff going on. 
But at the same time, the way we're getting all this serious stuff is like really dumb a lot of the time, right? The whole plan is dumb, right? I got I a mean, big problem with one the, part of this plan. The whole plan yeah. makes no sense right. uh, at all because A, it's just kind of a dumb thing. Mm -hmm. And B, we got like 50 Tomahawk missiles that we can destroy a, a an air airstrip. base, yeah, an airstrip right. with, but not this thing right. that's like right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> like It's protected by the canyon, Mark. It doesn't matter. It's a I missile. I know. I know. They <laughs> it, go down. They you go. had to get through the canyon to get to the airfield. So what difference yeah. does it make? I, don't, I mean, the whole thing, like, out of the gates is goofy because somebody's got, like, a Star Wars fixation. Right. I was right? just going to say, got, this is Death Star. You got to drop it. <laughs> yeah. This is all over. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all goofy. And then we got to, <laughs> we got to, you know, hit 10 Gs on our way out of the mountain or something. Right. And, you know just largely because we don't get how planes fly. Right. And it's all really weird. And then all the relationship stuff is all really weird too, right? Yeah. The movie like tells you things about how the relationship is, but then when the people are like relating to each other, right. <laughs> it's all like the weirdest, like there's so much of it. That's just the weirdest, lowest common denominator I checked a bunch of boxes off of how movies are good, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, it it was to me there's there's a lot of fun parts. It, it's fun when they get shot down and yeah. and, and it is. <laughs> and yeah, then I mean, they it, they have like that little scene. This is the funny That's thing. That's like a really <clears throat> actually fun scene. Yeah. But how you get in between those scenes and like from one thing to another is such a weird don't think just do it it's such a weird different movie yeah. that you're in no, you're you know? right other than right uh you know it it kind of bugged me in a weird way because there is some fun of people relating to each other right yeah and and you've got Miles Teller versus like the other Iceman yeah guy right the right. new incarnation of Iceman but when they like interact with each other, you like start thinking back and going, well, Val Kilmer wasn't that bad in the first one. Right. But he was. Yeah. I mean, and he wasn't, but like his lines were and right. everything like right. their dialogue was, you know, definitionally corny. Right. Yeah. And now you watch this and you go, oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe that wasn't that right. bad. Right. Because yeah. it's so goofy. And I feel like it was even. I feel like it was an on-purpose, uh, I have no respect for your intelligence, uh, little snub thing in there when they weren't even playing an actual sport. Right. It's like, it's not that it's volleyball, right. and it, now it's not volleyball. Right. It's not even a thing at all. It's just, we're just taking <laughs> off our shirts. <laughs> it's it's not, right. There was nothing going right. on, right? It was so weird, but... Uh, anyway, I mean, that's so, a lot of my problems. No, the, no, there's, there's, there's tons of things in here. It, look, it, it wouldn't be the worst film in the world if it just came up with the dumbest mission that a group of ragtag individuals or outlaws or, I mean, really what we're doing here is a throwback to summer films like Armageddon, where you're like, look, we're going to put Bruce Willis and his idiot mining crew in space to fix this asteroid because it's better than teaching real astronauts how to drill. Okay. <laughs> right. And, and, but I bring that up to say this, there's a moment there where they devote 12 to 15 seconds to actually acknowledging and explaining it. Right. And whether you believe it or not, they made that effort. They at least said they doubled down and right. said, this is where we're going and this is why now come on. Right. More popcorn in your face. Let's go. This film unless I blanked on something, doesn't ever come up with, though it lays the idea that obviously Pete Mitchell, Ed Harris chews him out and says, you know, you're a dying breed, you know, real fighter pilots aren't going to be around anymore. We're going to use drones. They don't sleep. They don't eat. They don't disobey. They don't steal shit. I'm talking to you, Maverick, right? And he's right. like, yeah, not today. Wink, mega small. I'm out. Okay. Right. No one ever came up with an idea that you know, there are four fighters that go in, there's two to a plane, so that's eight people, you know, winging around and standby. All these jets, 
tell me why the cost of just sending a bomber, like a drone into this thing where we don't have to worry about anything and it just nose dives. Tell me why that can't be the plan instead of got to fly the Crescent Canyon. I got to drop the, you know, womp right. rat blast. You know, I got to zip out. Like I love, I love the whole idea because it's not enough to just say that they couldn't just flip up and turn around and fly out the way they came in. No, you're right. They got to do that 10 G dive climb. Right. And now they're sitting ducks. Still one of the best parts of the film is when nobody is accomplishing the training and I'm not going to ruin it because maybe somebody hasn't seen it yet, but Maverick is like, you know what? I'm going to take this into my own hands again. And he does this thing and I'm watching it. I'm going, this is so stupid. I love it. Do that. (laughs) You know, because that's what this film needs. They got three weeks to learn this, this whole thing. No one's really talking about the consequences or the alternatives. It's just this or nothing. And it's the end of the world if we don't do it. So now go teach them. And you're like, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Right. And, and just if they would have even done anything where they just took, you know, like you said, they just took like 30 seconds Give me out, of this, out yeah. of this movie. Yeah. And, you know, the one guy who's in charge of the Tomahawks that we're going to blow up yeah. the airfield right. with goes, hey, wait a minute. This is like right there. <laughs> I got all these Tomahawks. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, whoever the admiral is that chews them out or whoever <laughs> it is that chews right. them out, you know, who's Mr getting tons of money from the drone yeah. lobby that or whatever. Thing, yeah, lobby. Why he doesn't call in and go, I got like 10 drones. And the thing that is weird about it to me is that uh, a lot of similar ideas mm-hmm. as a movie anyway, maybe yeah. not maybe not exactly similar ideas as like a military strike or whatever, but a lot of similar ideas in movies. The whole thing is that we're doing it this way because then we can deny that we're at war with you. Right. 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 In this one, it's like, man, you're at war. Right. We're throwing the flags I mean, up. Like you we're know. flying our planes right. in. We know we're going to shoot other planes down. Yeah. We know we're going to force them to launch their missiles at us. Mm-hmm. And they never say who it is. Right. Right. Sure. It could be. But it seems like given the, all the information we have about what they're doing that we don't want them to do. And what the possibilities of other countries are, and it the, must be North Korea. And the tech that those planes have to have in response. Like right. the reason that they want them grounded is so they don't get too many of these. Yeah, I don't know. It's really like, uh, you know, it's really like uh, made up land. Yeah. Uh, really. But, I mean, we are just fully declaring war on them. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah. there is like no... Come, no mistake back here. from this, yeah. right? Like we blew up your thing and and what? We're all going to pretend we were never here, right. right? Like in other similar movies, that's the idea. Like something blew up. Right. Don't look things at me. Things blow up all the like, time. You know, <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Especially when we're nearby your coast. Right. Things blow up. <laughs> but now we're just, you know, yeah. flying the planes right. in. We are uh, on board with the idea that they're going to know we're there. We had to launch a bunch of Tomahawk missiles yeah. at them one way or another. And if that's what you're doing, right now, all of a sudden, we don't need this plan anymore. Right. right? We're just bombing the shit now out we're of going that to whole your capital area. And we're going to, yeah, right. Make, right. I mean, it's, <clears throat> there's so much that's just like kind of, ugh. I, I don't mind having some stuff where I kind of have to look the other way. Yeah. Or I have to, yeah, right. I have to give them a little bit of yeah. fine. It's like that, yeah. yeah. But just like kind of endlessly over and over, all these different things, and then you know, we spend so much time in the movie going, if those planes take off, right, right, we have to use these kind of <laughs> right. older planes, yeah. right? We have to use the F 18s because. Magical Whatever. mission parameters, right. who knows? Right. Because for whatever reason, we have to use these and not our best fighters mm-hmm. because we have to bomb and they right. have to have a certain amount of whatever they have to have, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. So since we're in these, yeah. their super fighters come out. If they get a hold of you, I mean, you're dead. Right. I know that I'm telling you that you're really awesome. Right. But, it, but if they get you and you're in this sad F-18... I mean, you're dead, right. right? And then in the end of the movie, we're in F-14. Right, right. And it's like, eh, fine, I'll bring get it. 
Get right. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. What about? Because as they say in the movie, man, it's not the plane. It's the person sitting in what it. What happened to you can't possibly win yeah. in this plane. Right. And now you're in like kind of a lesser plane, really. There's, there's, that Miles Teller can't help but say, "Damn, this is old." Like right. a few well, times. I don't even know where the buttons are, right? Because there's so many buttons in front of me, and they're all like he didn't even need to run his hand over it to bring up dust, but he should have and been like, "Right, right. Look at this. What do I do?" You know, there's there's a thing there's a thing that's definitely at work here that is a very Tom Cruise vehicle, no pun intended. Chris McQuarrie has a writing credit. You know, and there's definitely a sense here with the upcoming Mission Impossible films that I'm sure he just said, hey, take a look at this and see what we can do because it needs something. This whole mission thing is right out of the Mission Impossible things where they're like, all right, we got to break into the Pentagon. Right. We got to do these things. Yeah, I know. We got to go. Miracle one. And then it's like, yeah. Miracle two. And then it's like, and that's the easy part. No one's ever done these things before. Now we got to get out. We got to get blood from a vampire. We got to sing a (laughs) song to a werewolf. We got to make a leprechaun fall in love with us. And then things get hard. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? There's a sense of that in. So it's almost like Mission Impossible-ish Top Gun things. Right. And still, really, you know, what we're there for is to just see familiar things faster, better. The The movie is improved in a way where the flying is great you know and again i'm not a flight guy maybe maybe a flight guy or a flight woman would be like flying sucks it doesn't look like that i'm like you got me right you know there's enough there's enough moments like what you said earlier to try to humanize maverick either with with ice you know which is i would say 50 percent a very clumsy scene and then 50% and sort 50%. of a strangely effective scene yeah, at the cool. end. Right. And you can only expect so much from Val Kilmer. The guy is, you know, he's gone through a lot. But Maverick, when he's dealing with his emotions at the end, where he's like, you know, I don't know how to do this. Like, Ice is telling him what to do. And he's like, I, I don't know how to do this. And you're finally seeing this, like, compromise between this character who flies by the seat of his pants, literally does these things his way, pays for the consequences so he can still stay in the air. Right. There's a bit of humanizing there. Jennifer Connelly and her daughter are there to also humanize. And I really liked how believable, though we never saw it, you know there's backstory. Like, he's been in and out of port because he's a Navy guy. He's seen her a few times. Well, yeah. We talk about her in the first movie. Right. And and like that stuff works. There's even a small throwaway humanizing moment that's that's almost strangely the most effective when he's getting ready to go fly the mission and he's talking to his, his friend there right outside the cockpit and he's like, hey man, this has been a real honor. You know, I don't even know how to say this. And there's a thing between them and I'm like, look at Tom Cruise acting. Look at him <laughs> winging this. He's putting this out there. I, I genuinely was surprised about one thing and very happy. I thought the trailer, and I only saw the one. I never kept seeing if there were many. I didn't, because I didn't want to have whatever fun I had for Top Gun ruined, you know, by seeing everything in the trailer. I genuinely thought what we were going to have is a mission of fighter pilots and then some sneery computer guy sitting at his fancy black chair flying a couple drones. Right. <laughs> and it was going to be us versus the future, man versus machine. The line is world domination. Like, we've got all the same problems, but you were going to find out that still having a guy in a cockpit is better than having a guy at a computer desk. And they didn't go that way. They didn't go that way at all. They hinted it's coming. Maybe that's the third film, right? I mean, I don't know. But when they didn't do that, I was sitting there silently kind of like, huh, that's pretty cool. Right. Cool. Pretty cool that you dropped that sort of thing early on and then never really picked it up and ran with it, even though I'm still supposed to believe... All these baby face pilots, what did they just graduate Top Gun like two weeks ago and they all got called back again? Why are there no 30 or 40 year old guys in there with Mitchell who's like, I can do this? Right. You know, why wasn't the choices? Why why are there why are there no people anywhere who are maybe in between somewhere somewhere, there? Right. Where 33 and they, you know, they're called back. They're not as old as him, but he's like, it is, it's a little weird and it's, that's one of those things where, uh, I mean, I think every, I think everyone has just their exact limit of what they're willing yeah. to just go fine. Whatever. Right? Go I, on, I'm not yeah. going to think about that. Right. 
And this is one of those things. And I was a little bit more like, fine. But it is something that, you know, you can't help but think about it yeah. during the movie because... Because we can't stop talking about how old he is, right? And right. like, uh, and like, how long ago it was, right? And all this stuff. And why are you a captain when you should be an admiral? Yeah. When you should be an admiral. Yeah. Right. We're talking about the idea that you're old, right? right, right. You should. <laughs> you are. You right. are not the person. Not that you know. No admirals in the navy send me any emails or anything. Right. Not that go. there's anything bad about that. Just that. Right. That's what we're saying when we're saying over and over. You should be an admiral by now, and here you are, a captain, and yada yada. Yeah. And and how is there like, man? Sucks for the navy that they didn't have any good pilots <laughs> in between all right. those years right. until thank God some showed up in right. the last couple this years, class. and now yeah. we have. <laughs> and I get why they want that because of that youthful. I. I I and like you, I know obviously I get it, but I'm like, we have to take our shirts off. Just give me, just give me ten seconds of an, of a thing, and I'll buy it easier. Right. I, okay. So the dual football game, I I wholly get, and I wholly am behind you on it too. I still liked it. I still liked it the way that Tom Cruise sells it because John Hamm shows up. He's like, "What the hell is this?" Right. And he's like, "Well, it's both forward and backward. It's pro and con football. We're playing offense and defense at the same time." And and then he's like, you want your team? There's your team. And then they start cheering and laughing. And, he, and then he's miffed and he walks off and is like, I've got a fart hunch. You know, right. He's like, I'm going to be me so mad at you, you know. And the look on Cruz's face is kind of like what the audience is, I'm sure, feeling too. The other thing I'll say, because I know we're going to get out of here sooner than later, is it was kind of fun to listen to the audience because I was specifically trying to pay attention to them to get a gauge of like, is it working? Cause right, if it works right. for your wife, that's one thing. She's, it, she was going to love it. Right. I was pretty keeled over for it. I was pretty much like, unless they really screw this up, I'll have a fun time. And, and I did. Right. But the average audience who sees the five films a year and before, you know, with COVID, maybe not even that, what were they thinking? And they were having a blast. Yeah. They were, they were really digging a lot of it and very vocal about most parts that were you would get this is the applause line that's the laugh line like they were really into it which was fun to see and right i mean it was a strange thing to have the film start off with tom cruise addressing the audience basically like we've seen this a yeah, couple yeah, times right. before saying look movies are a very special part of our culture thanks for making the trip out we really appreciate it you know there was a big rah rah thing there and i thought that's a bad sign. That's weird. That's yeah, a bad yeah. sign. You you really don't see that very often. But I get it. You know, he... Well, yeah. So I think, um, you know, not that we need to explore his message or anything, but I think really the, that comes down to, in my guess, yeah. anyway, right? You know, this really is, even though it might not seem like it because it's such, it's clearly going to be a popular movie and it's clearly going to make a lot of money anyway... This is such a vanity project for yeah. Tom Cruise. Right. This is like his little pet thing that he wanted to do, which would not necessarily have ever been made, even right. if it would make you money. Right. Even if we knew it was going to make money, it still really might not have ever been made, except that Tom Cruise had a, you know, bug up his ass to make it. Like right. it was all about him. And. As much money as Tom Cruise might have, you got to have other people's money, and I think that I think this is just one of the things, mm. you know. And yeah. it's like, okay, listen, uh, we'll give you all this money. You're gonna do everything. You're gonna go to everywhere <laughs> yeah. we tell you to. Right. You're gonna do everything you possibly can. Whatever our algorithm says, right. you're algorithm. going to do. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna do. And this was just like part of it. it was yeah. like you're gonna help sell this and get people to yeah. go to it. Again, give us our 20 second PSA and you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and then you end up with this and yeah. he was like, okay, right. I'm well, in. I mean, like, let's do it. He's I'm, like, I'm whatever. On it. yeah. So, um, you know, it was, but like we said, it was fun. It had a lot of stuff in it that, uh, no matter how much fun you're having. And, and as we keep saying, you know, it's, it really is pretty good. Yeah. Like go it's, see it. It's, it's a fun, fun movie. It's a very fun movie. Uh, but it does have a lot of things that, you know, you might roll your eyes at. You, there sure. are a lot of scenes in this movie that were just like Tom Cruise goes, I want to do this. Yeah. And then now that's in the movie. And right. 
you know, a few of those here and there is right. like whatever. Right. Um, but even, you know, like he's riding around the motorcycle. Yeah. There's a time when he goes into the, into, to do the jet course himself. Yeah. And the way he does that, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, come give on, freaking break. Yeah. Even if uh, this is what you <laughs> demand to do, I don't need to watch it for the whole right. two minutes and 15 seconds, right? He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to go in there. And it's like, and you know, the, uh, like, seriously, the thing is like the idea that it's a physical strain yeah. to be in like a bunch of G's. Okay. Right. right. Got it. The idea that it's a physical strain to like move the sticks or push the buttons right. or something like <laughs> it's like, come right. on. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little goofy. But I will say um, I thought, you know, when you're making the first Top Gun yeah, and, and he's this young thing and I'm going to, you know, be cranky old dad, except that, I mean, I've always been like this. Right. So this, it's is, not this is not crazy anything, old dad. Right. right? But the fact that no one wears a helmet in this movie really pisses me <laughs> off because you're yeah, you're not the 22 year old whatever yeah. the hell right. I'm I got my glasses on and I I'm look good and Tom Cruise is like but I get to look good and have my pretty face on the screen right. every second possible right you're old right <laughs> and he doesn't he yeah. drives Jennifer Connelly around she doesn't right. I believe that way even less. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean. Right. Especially she's got her a kid. role is, and, and her <laughs> and her attitude about the kid when it comes up is like I have to set an example. Right. Right. Where was that? And I'm like, e two seasons. You ago, know yeah. that. I mean, at some point, you know, I I know that there is some you know guy with a stopwatch and says Tom yeah. Cruise's pretty face hasn't been on the screen right. in fifty eight seconds. Right? So yeah. whatever. Right. But I just thought that was kind of irresponsible it's a i i agree it, i like, guess let him let him get a cool helmet and throw it on and right, then that'll right. be cool right well he's or got whatever. the cool maverick helmet i don't know i i had a i had, i knew i was going to have a pretty good time the moment the film started doing the training and you get a sense of it in the trailer which i think is a mistake i think they probably should have left that out because the moment that maverick engages the students who are graduates the kids the adults, whatever. The moment those games start happening, that's awesome. Like it's just right. fun. And again, because I'm not a flight that's guy. That's just like right back but to that's the like, first one, right? I but mean, it's, that's that's and, just so how the first one goes is like today you're doing right. this and the the deck is here. Yeah, and right. Here's blah, the flight blah, blah, deck and yeah. here's the rules. I, I know we're getting out of here. I would say I feel like there's easily another twenty minutes to say just how much this is sort of like a metaphor for Tom Cruise in Hollywood too, in a way like he's, he's a dying breed. We've got a lot of CGI. Right, we got right. a lot of things that are going on. There aren't many movie stars left. Harrison Ford's making one film every eight years. You know, they're putting you and McGregor in, you know, the young adventures of princess Leia episodes, you know, but in this, in this, it's sort of like he's on his way out, but he's clutching and, you know, scratching out the door to say, wait, I can still make a movie that's like this and watch me do it. The flight stuff makes Top Gun, the original, look like kids with little toy jets moving <laughs> right. around on a green screen. The flight stuff is like crazy. the stuff in here. When he starts training and going into the war games with them, I'm like, whoa, look at this. Maybe I am a flight guy. Now. <laughs> right. You know? So anyway, right. I'm with you. A lot of fun. I just don't. Don't think, just do it. And you know, it was cool, and I expected it to not be cool. But yeah. uh, you know, like I said, it's so right back to the first one, right? Where it's like, here's our mission, and you know, boo, I was here the whole time, and all oh, this, yeah. you, you know, yeah. all this. This is your flight deck today, and there's so much of that that's just. Uh, I mean, we basically like cut and paste yeah. a lot of what's going on from the first movie. Yeah. And except that now, you know, Tom Cruise's jester right. uh, being after him and right. like, no, look how much you suck. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's that's really cool for the movie, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's really cool that that's what we're doing. And look, you're all doing push-ups. And look, yeah, Tom Cruise is super badass and right. shot you all down and everything. Yeah. And I thought what's cool for the movie and the great story we want to tell about how awesome Tom Cruise is, yeah. is that he just kills all these people, even though they've already gone through Top right. Gun. Right. They're the best of the best. And they all have to do push-ups and yeah. everything. And I'm like, 
But what's better for a little bit of reality in this yeah. is that maybe every once in a while, <laughs> one of them does not get killed. How dare you? Otherwise, uh, because they've all graduated right. from Top Gun. Right. They, they're all supposed to be really good. Because otherwise, you know, you run through this training for, you know, a few days. We, yeah. We're on a clock, right? right. So there's only three, three weeks, weeks or right. whatever. But you run through this for a few days, and all of a sudden, Tom Cruise goes... I'm just going to go do this by myself. Right, because these kids suck. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to run the mission And they myself. should come out. They should come back the I'll second. go drop the bomb, and I'll <laughs> yeah. spin around, and I'll drop the second bomb, and I'll get... <laughs> I'll write something in the air, like, F you, signed right. Maverick. It's going to take me a while to get to the K, but I'll do it. Right. If I were those kids, after the second round of push-ups, I think I'd come back into the hall and find who instructed me last semester and beat the hell out of them right like right. how could you put or, me out there making me think or i was we, good or we might have some different reactions that are not like right. i said a cookie cutter lowest yeah, right. common denominator script writing yeah. where uh we go through doing a bunch of push-ups and maybe the next time we go into class we're all still not smarting off to him right right after, maybe we're all standing yeah. after he just destroyed us right right maybe we come back into the class and don't roll our eyes at him right. so much and don't go uh -huh, okay old man yeah. like <laughs> and that one guy bob right? right that guy who is apparently somebody's cousin because he was too sweet to go through sociopath school right that guy should stand at his desk full salute the moment maverick walks by him again because he's like that dude's the man. Right. You guys ain't nothing. And then everyone sort of falls in line like, yeah, you're right. There should be some respect. Instead, they're coming in. They're pushing them around and <laughs> doing a bunch of junk. Like, I don't know that I want to fly with any of these people. These people suck and they're sociopaths like that, you know. So anyway, anyway. All right. Anyway. Uh, go see Top Gun. Go so see Next it. week, I'm not absolutely sure what we'll be doing. Thanks for tuning yeah, in. Right. Um, two weeks is Jurassic Park yeah. and, uh, we'll, we'll see what yeah. we can come up with, uh, for next week, but it'll be something, something. fantastic that you don't want to miss. Right. And you need to tell all your I'll friends hear. about, <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.